0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the faith to go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego.
1: And I'm my Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister at St. Paul's Episcopal Cathedral in San Diego, California.
2: And I am Charlotte Pressler, and I am the Youth Commissioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego.
0: The one and only San Diego, California. Uh, we're all here I mean, we're all in the same, the same city, but uh, we're definitely not in the same room. Um, but uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Faith to Go podcast for the week of Sunday, September 15th. Proper 19 in year C. It continues to be Luke's year. And uh, welcome back uh, to all of our hosts, uh, Charlotte and Maya. How are you guys doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good, David, I gotta
0: good. say. Good. Maya, yeah. how are you doing?
1: I'm also doing pretty well. Great.
0: Well, we hope you all are doing pretty well wherever you are listening and whenever you are listening to this podcast. Uh, Hopefully responsibly, you know, in the if you're in the car, use some hands free sort of device and and no earphones in the car. So um, we are uh, (laughs) uh, we had an Instagram poll this past week for uh, the gospel that was last week's gospel. Really, it was about the cost of discipleship uh, and carrying the cross, as Jesus referred to it. So in our Instagram story, uh, we put up a poll, uh, which we invite you to take part in every Monday, because we put one up every Monday. Uh, And the question this week was, do you think everyone has the same cross to carry? And the two options were, uh, were one size fits all or everyone gets fitted. Uh, and in a stunning defeat, I mean, maybe not stunning at all, but 100% of people said everyone gets fitted, meaning when Jesus says take up your cross or carry the cross, he means that everybody has a different cross to carry. Right. Um, and, I, and the thing is that I, I don't think, at least in my mind, I don't think Jesus is ever very specific about what that means, uh, what he re- is actually referring to when he's talking about the cross or your cross. Um, but everybody has an idea, at least that took part in the poll, that those are kind of are individualized for people and it's not some sort of universal cross that we're all meant to carry.
1: Because uh, we all have different perspectives and different struggles and different ways that, you know, those manifest in our lives. And so, mm-hmm. yeah and david i would
2: even go so far as to say that i think that our crosses can look different at different times in our lives they can be heavier at sometimes they can feel big and overwhelming at sometimes and you know sometimes we feel like we've got it all under control and then that drastically changes quickly
0: <laughs> yeah and i i would i would vote also with with everybody else saying that it's individualized i think that i think that part of our journey is to figure out what our cross is actually i think we all really deep down know what our cross is and right. and it's a matter of growing in self-awareness to first recognize what it is and then figure out what it means to take it up and then like to continue to engage with it and actually if jesus is using this cross metaphor for a reason so it it really is something that should kill us in the end and then you know bring us back to life <laughs> but Uh, It should be something, it it seems like it's a pretty, like, significant big thing, you know, that we all have, like, a thing that is our thing that that ultimately leads us to, that is, like, our source of pain and suffering and metaphorically of death and then to resurrection, to some sort of new wholeness of life in the end. Right. So. Right. Um, So. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for participating in our poll, those that participated. If you didn't, we invite you to uh, check it out, not while you're driving, while your car is stopped, or while you're not in the car at all. Uh, Check out uh, our Instagram page, where we would also love to hear about any of your uh, faith discussions, your comments or questions or uh, stories from your week of faith discussion and or reflection, you can send those to us through Instagram, through direct message on Instagram. You can also contact us at uh, faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org, and you can also send us a message through our website, www.myfaith2go.org. And the website is also where you'll find all of the uh, faith to go resources that you can use for your conversation discussions with your families if that's something that you're doing at home every week. And like every week, those are based on the Gospels, as is our discussion today. So Charlotte is going to uh, read the Gospel for this week, and then we're each going to take some time to highlight one point that we hope you take into your week of faith reflection and discussion. So this week's Gospel is from Luke chapter 15. Verses 1 through 10.
2: Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, He lays it on his shoulders and rejoices, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls her friend, together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who
0: repents. All right, so we are uh, almost exactly, we're following almost directly from the end of last week's gospel. There was like a very short uh, There was one verse, actually, between the end of last week's gospel, or two verses between the end of last week's gospel and the beginning of this week's. So we're in the same exact section of Luke, uh, just plodding along in the middle here. Um, So Jesus is essentially in the same context that he was last week, still conversing with uh, these Pharisees and scribes and religious leaders. So I have the first point of our three points, and... The thing that I wanted to highlight is just kind of a a theme of both of these uh, illustrations that Jesus uses, and to me, it is about the the thing that, that jumped out to me when I read it today was uh, the like the illogical use of resources that that Jesus is describing. These two people using in their searches that like these these people are being they are being fiscally irresponsible. In the ways that they're going about trying to find the things that they've lost, um, I think that it's more, it's pretty clear. Like if you think about if you think about this shepherd right here, uh, it it doesn't make any sense in terms of the numbers to leave because it doesn't say that the shepherd left. 99 sheep with another shepherd and then went off and searched for the one doesn't say that the he, he put them in some sort of large enclosed structure and went off and looked for one the shepherd is there because and like wielding a big staff because they're there to protect the sheep not just to push them around and get them to go different places but to like physically protect them from harm like wolves and things like that uh and other predators so uh so this idea of leaving 99 sheep in order to go off and find one, it, you're really not playing the numbers game because the whole point of you being there is to protect all of the sheep. So you really mm-hmm. are kind of, in a way, putting 99 at risk for the sake of one. Uh, and then in a, maybe in not the same way, but in a similar way, we can think of this woman... Uh, searching for this one silver coin that she's lost. And uh, what she does is use up resources, use up her financial resources to find financial resources. So that, like, what she's, when, when Jesus talks about a lamp, it's not, like one, it's not like us now clicking on a flashlight to find a $20 bill that we lost. That's a very high-yield situation. What, what she's doing is, like, using, it takes, it takes up, a, like, oil, to light this lamp and it takes up time and who knows how long it takes to find it. But even if it's like a candle, whatever it is, light is not, uh, cheap in this situation. You know, oil is not cheap in this situation. And so, you know, who knows how much, how much it cost her to find this coin. Maybe it was more than the cost of the coin itself. But to me, that is part, that's kind of the, the reason I want to highlight it is I think that that's what Jesus is trying to get across is not just that there's a dedication to finding, but that that dedication to to finding us, uh, God as the one searching out, God as the one searching us to to help us to heal, to like bring us back oriented, back to a healthy and and life giving orientation to our lives. That is not something that God is doing, taking on lightly. That that literally every possible resource that God has at God's disposal, however we want to understand that metaphorically or whatever, is being used for us and every single one of us, which doesn't really make sense because it's like every single one of the 99 sheep is worth 99 more sheep in a way. It's that every single one of us is worth an infinite number of resources. So it both points to the inherent value of every single individual person, but also the incredible infinite length uh, The infinite lengths that God will go to 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 bring us back to a healthy and life-giving way of being in relationship to one another and to God. And so it's like in a practical way, that is that's kind of the same thing as when we've said in the past like God comes to us. God comes to us in every single part of our lives, in every single relationship. There is not a resource unused that surrounds us that is in the world that is not going towards our reawakening our coming back our self-awareness our awareness of god moving our healing and wholeness and healthfulness that that there is no that there is nothing that isn't exhausted in order to to bring us back and that we can kind of like take heart in the fact that that is true but also continue to recognize all the ways that God is moving around us in order to bring us back to God.
2: Amen. Mm Amen. I mean, and it's that extravagant love of God, right? That God's love is never stingy. It's always Mm -hmm. over and above and beyond anything that we could possibly think that we deserve or are worthy of. And in that searching that he uses all of those Mm -hmm. resources and more Mm -hmm. to call us back.
0: To the point of being irresponsible. (laughs)
2: Did you just call God irresponsible? Yeah, Yeah, in
0: in the best way.
2: (laughs) Reckless. Well, and I think that in this, in realizing that God is using this extravagance and infinite resources and everything to look for us, that that transitions into my point, which is realizing that we are lost Mm -hmm. and that that can look like a lot of different things it can look like being able to get quiet so that we can listen for God's voice to realize we've gone astray because it's so easy to go astray life is full of so many options and things that draw our attention away from our actual purpose here on earth mm-hmm. our need to love God and love our neighbors and how we build and nurture those relationships. And distractions can not only divide our time, but they can make us not see the worth of what it is that we're called to do. And so the question becomes like, if you're lost, how do you know you're lost? How do you recognize it? And is that something that we can help to call each other back to? Like, are there people in your life that you can count on when you're lost to help you name the fact that What you're focused on, what you're putting your energy into, the choices that you're making are not reflective of your core and the person that you're called to be when you're in relationship with God? Or is there a practice that helps you get there? So I try to stay centered by getting up early most days and making time to walk or run in the morning, and I use that as a prayer practice. And a time of quiet reflection and opportunity to reconnect to what I think it is that God wants from me and listen and listen for him calling me back or calling me forward into something new. But most importantly, trying to listen instead of telling, I mean, I'm real fond of telling God what I need, but instead I try to listen at least once a day for what it is. Mm -hmm. But then also that choosing to move forward into what's next or to be called back away from what's not good for us is a conscientious choice, right? Like God is searching for us. But at some point, if we have gotten lost, maybe we're hiding. Maybe we have covered ourselves up. Maybe we are avoiding God who is searching for us. Right. And so we have to take that accountability for our relationship also and say, okay i'm going to walk back into this i'm going to walk forward i'm going to to continually continually pursue um, being in relationship with God being in relationship with my friends and being in relationship with my true self and knowing that that true self can sometimes get distracted or overwhelmed or choose to hide
0: and i'm I'm thinking about um these two examples and like ways that you said before, how do we know when we're lost? And the mm-hmm. way I know that I'm the way that it's like, it feels like probably what the sheep feel like, or this coin feels like, you know, it's like, Oh, look at that. I'm like all alone and <laughs> far away from my community. <laughs> like I'm not, uh-huh. I'm cut off from relationship with people. I don't really, now I'm kind of turned around. I don't know which direction to go in or like the coin, like I'm sitting in the dark and I don't know what to do. Like I'm there's, there's just like, I know what the feeling is like and I know that it doesn't happen overnight. It happens like incrementally for me until Mm -hmm. one day I am like all churned up inside and anxious and frustrated and wondering why. And like, I'm realizing that like I'm like white knuckled trying to steer the ship holding on to things and not, Letting things go, I can. I know when I'm, especially for my in my own like twelve step background. Like I know when I am trying to be God, it's not going to work out for me well. But but that I do it over and over and over again all the time. You know, it's it's all it's an, it's like a constant coming back, coming back. Like God inviting us, inviting me back. Totally.
1: Well, it kind of goes into my point, David. Especially when you were talking about that continuous. Uh, push and pull um, between realizing you're lost and coming back and losing yourself and coming back. And I wanted to touch on the idea of home, like what are we coming back to? And I believe both, I think Charlotte and David had said this already, but you're coming back to yourself, your true self, you know, Mm -hmm. your true self in the sense of who God created you to be. Mm -hmm. And, and we realize when we're lost that our, Actions aren't aligning with those true selves. and over and over again in the Bible you see Jesus or well, God, calling people back. you know I mean we see with the Israelites they've had, they had to face exiles and they're coming back. you know they, the prodigal son, which is the next parable. and also in the Bible Jesus tells us that there is a room prepared in his father's house and he talks about go in your inner room. And shut the door and where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And I feel like, you know, we're, we believe that God abides within us and and through us. And so I feel like home is going back to the father's house within us and going back to that inner room and building relationship, coming back to his house where he will greet us with open arms, like in the prodigal son parable. And And, yeah, I mean there have been times where it's God showed up in the randomest places. Like, Hey, I'm coming to take you home, you know, yeah. um, where I never thought God would be. And, you know, it's beautiful. And when you, and when you're home, Oh, you know, you know, yeah. you feel that as <laughs> part to yourself.
0: Yeah. And in the same way, you know, when you're not like, I, I mm-hmm. like what, what I was saying like we were, what we were saying just before is like when we know when we feel the tension, we feel the disconnect from ourselves, from our true selves, from, from we know what it feels like to be like in the flow of living into our identity and being kind of co-creators with God as things are unfolding. And right. I know what it feels like when I am trying to be the soul creator of things and it actually leads to like kind of my own destruction you know and, right. and and i know when i'm when i'm when i've like walked away from myself cuz it's not really cuz the thing about these stories is like god is both god is both doing this like this infinite unreserved extravagant searching but like you're talking about in the prodigal son god is also doing some waiting for us to come back and that there's kind of an interplay there so that it's not just like I need to be home because God likes it when I'm home. Well, no, I, I like it when I'm home because it <laughs> feels better for me. <laughs> like it's a, the experience of it is I feel it's not because I've like not done the thing I'm supposed to do. It's not about shoulds. It's that I, I function better. I am like being more of who I am and more at peace inside when I am in that home place. You know.
2: Right. And when you take it into the context of the prodigal, which is more about God waiting, um, than the active searching, it really helps us to realize that sometimes it takes time to realize we're lost, that we've wandered off and we don't even know it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it isn't until we get to that point of overwhelm, of disconnect, that we can process the fact that we've gotten lost.
1: But I also feel like that speaks to the necessity of going out and yeah how it's not like an evil thing to be lost but it it is when we are lost that we just know how good home feels when we come back you know so just as the son the prodigal son had to go out and be lost so that he might return and just you know be accepted with open and joyous arms so Mm -hmm. we also Mm -hmm. it's a necessity
0: yeah, and in that like infinite searching again, there's not a place we could go that God's not going to be there with us in or find mm-hmm. us in. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. not right. a thing that not we could a do There's that...
1: not working through exactly to find us. Not even si- if it
2: takes all the oil in the lake. Right.
0: <laughs> 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 there's not a single thing we could do that God could not work with. You know, mm-hmm. there's not there is right. no such thing. So Amen. do do the things, sin boldly. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, within reason. <laughs> boldly <laughs> we're going to have some parents contacting us you know
0: <laughs> okay well that is our that is our three points uh, number one point was mine uh, and it was about this extravagant infinite limitless way that God is uh, searching for us and using all the resources in the world to to find us and to and to invest in our personal well-being and growth and transformation and, and health. Uh, number two was Charlotte's and it was about uh, how we know when we are lost what the, what the feeling for each one of us is like of being lost and growing in that awareness in order to uh, make that turnaround and, and come back and be found. And number three was Maya's, and it was about answering the question of where, what is home, what is returning, where are we returning to? You know, what does that feel like to return, and how do we know when we have come back? Um, and and what is the process like to get there? So, having heard uh, that discussion and those three points, Charlotte is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through.
2: When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast for the week of September 15th, proper 19 in year C. Uh, we are going to be back in your feed next Sunday, uh, September 22nd. We would love to hear uh, any and all of your um comments or reflections or questions from your week of faith discussion and reflection, you can send us to those Send those to us either uh, through uh, email, faith to go at stpaulcathedral.org. Uh, you can contact us through the website, www.myfaith2go.org, or you can contact us through Instagram at faith to go where you can also follow us. Uh, Keep track of uh, those resources that we post on Instagram as well as the uh, weekly poll that we take on Monday based on the previous day's gospel. Uh, Make sure to go out and rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. And until next week, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.